RadioInfluence.com. Hey guys, welcome back into a place for my head. I'm Jerry P. Tuck. He is Brandon Thompson. Each week we uh, get together, talk a little bit about the mental health side of the world. You know, we, it's one of those things that, you know, we're, we're not professionals, but, you know, somebody's got to start the conversation. So why the hell not us, right? We're professionals at feeling all these things. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that's for <laughs> damn sure. So, you know, that's what we do here. Um, want to thank everybody for the feedback from last week's episode. I, I had a handful of people reach out and say, you know, well, you guys were talking about the whole quote unquote, I'm fine issue. And uh, it really hit home. So I, I appreciate you guys talking about it. And, you know, like I, I told someone else and that, that, you know, hit me up about it. I said, you know, every little step, you know, that we can take to break down the wall and to communicate. That's what we're here for. So thank you guys for the feedback. And again, thank you guys for the patience after the long break. Uh, you know, it meant a lot. And, uh, you know, if you get a chance, make sure to check out, uh, you know, Brandon's A Place For My Head uh, website, a placeformyhead.com. And, you know, you wanted to talk about that a minute because you're, you're, you're getting some, some BS going on that isn't true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it stopped for a good, a good while. Um, and I know I talked about uh, the design of, of my logo and site in general uh, and using the goat and the octopus and all that kind of stuff as, uh, you know, the, the main design portion of it. And I get a lot of people sometimes, I shouldn't even say a lot, but I get some people that don't agree with the logo and, and think that it's satanic, uh, demonic, uh, that I'm a Satanist of some sort, or I'm going to hell, um, well, like I said before we started, you're going to hell, but not for that. But not for this. So <laughs> we have to be clear about that. Um, but I just we, want to, we can carpool, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, or take a bus. I mean, it, it'll, Party be, bus? What? it'll be the shittiest way to hell <laughs> <laughs> when we get there. But um, no, and I so I just wanted to kind of I, I know I've, we've talked a lot about the website before and we've I've explained it, and I don't know if it was great detail or not, but I just want to put it to bed. But I, not, well, I mean, the crazies are still going to come, but whatever. Um, so basically, you know, trying to weed out, get rid of all these people trying to make these kind of comments. I, I defended, I wrote a gigantic blog about what it means to me um, and not what it represents. Uh, so uh, the GOAT, for instance, it's, it, you know, they're, they're individuals that are very independent, um, that don't go in herds, and I often say sheeple um, with society. I refer to society the other way. Um, but I mainly want to talk about the octopus for the most part because people, are, I think, are like thinking it's something Medusa-like or I think there's actually like some kind of mythical creature out there that I don't know nothing about that looks similar to what I've designed. So, um, you know, sorry to that creature. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't plagiarize you. So um, with with the octopus, like I I don't know if anybody else can relate, but this is this is my daily. So I wake up in the morning and my mind is 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 faster than you know a NASCAR on 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 you know Daytona Sunday. It's it's just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning, and I got to slow it down and I got to digest whatever's going on in my day and put tasks in front of me, goals in front of me, and achieve those. And to get there, I have to maneuver through certain problems and, you know, issues that are surrounding me and stuff like that. And some of it can be extremely difficult. Some of it can be pretty easy. It's fine. For the most part, I mean, I get through them 99.9%. I'm good to go. Like nothing, 
nothing ever bad happens really, but it, I take it back to the octopus because the octopus has eight tentacles. You have four on one side and you have four on the other. And people have argued this with me before, even when I explained it to them, it's so funny. So no matter what, that, that octopus has got to eat, it's got to live, it's got to hunt, it's got to do things that are challenging for it, it's got to disguise itself as a defense mechanism, I guess you could say, um, to blend in with things, to avoid being killed. Um, it also does that to hunt. Um, so really, it has all these different features to get through its life under the, under the water in the sea, right? Well, same with me. So I look at the tentacles as four of them being good and four of them being bad. And that's just a general statement. So it could apply to politics. It can apply to um, friends. It can apply to spouses and you know, your partners and whatnot. It can, you know, shitty family members, what, whatever. Um, somehow I have to find that balance in between because if, if the octopus can't get all eight tentacles together in sync, it will die. Like it will die because it won't be able to, you know, go on the defensive. It won't be able to go on the attack. It won't be able to hunt successfully. Um, you know, it's, and, and I don't want to relate it to limbs because there are plenty of, you know, amazing service people that have lost a limb in, in, uh, in a courageous battle and they definitely get through life just fine. Well, I don't know if they just find, but they get through life and, you know, respect to them, obviously. So this is just a mental aspect of how my brain works on one side and the other. So I have to, I have to communicate with, with the bad things and the good things. And I have to make everything during the day work. And sometimes it's just super difficult, but that's like the, that's like the, I'm the goat guy, like whatever, cause I'm independent and I'm, 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 you know, stubborn and, uh, I don't want to be what society wants me to be. I want to be everything that it's not and all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's the, that's the asshole in me. Maybe, um, I don't know. We all have that in us. <laughs> I guess a little bit, it, but, 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 but the octopus, man, that's, that's the meaning behind it. That's, it's my brain. That's how I get through life and, it, and everything so, else. It's so funny. You chose the octopus because, uh, I, I've never thought about it in that regard, but, uh, do you remember Scott Ledger? No. Okay. Scott was a midday guy at 98 Rock and Thunder 103.5 for years. I remember now. Yeah. Really good guy. I I think the world of Ledge. Uh, We worked together on the Buccaneers radio network here in Tampa for quite a few years. And he always jokingly laughed and called me the octopus. (laughs) Because he's like, dude, it's like you have 18 arms in the studio. And (laughs) you just, you, you know where everything is. You know where everything's going. You don't even think about it. You just act. And I always chuckled about the octopus. And to this day, he still calls me an octopus. And it's been 15 years. And, and you're using that analogy. And all you said that and Ledge popped into my head and I can hear him laughing. But it just took on a whole new meaning because I can totally relate yeah, to yeah. what you just said. Yeah, You know, balance is so important mm-hmm. in life. And, you know, that's where a lot of people run into trouble. I know I'm, I'm horrible when it comes to balance. It, it seems like, you know, when, when work is going well, my personal life sucks mm-hmm. when my personal <laughs> life is going well, work sucks. And yeah. there's never an in-between like ever. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, the more you try to balance it, the more out of whack it gets. Yeah. I mean, and that's just, that's it. That's, that's perfect. That's a perfect way to put it too, because you know, uh, in, in the industry that I work in, it's real cutthroat. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Like I love my job. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, the media industry is just tough. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, both done radio, 
we're doing a podcast now. I'm working in different style media now. And um, yeah, it's I was going to say, whether it's newspaper, radio, TV, it doesn't digital, matter. It, Which, it's a shitty place to be right now. That you just said my whole career. <laughs> yeah. And band. So it's like, it's like, uh, I think, I think the industry in, in and of itself is like the third hardest job or some craziness in the uh, like marketing world or whatever. But it is, man. Like, you like you have to balance yeah you have to be the octopus at work and then you have to be the octopus at home um and this totally isn't going to translate because people listening obviously can't see this but this <laughs> is one of the greatest and i'll explain after you see it this is one of the greatest things i've ever seen in my life it's a it's a picture <laughs> of a guy that probably looks like i don't know mid-70s and the quote goes being in the radio business isn't stressful at all Jim, 26 years old, and it's this little old guy, and it's like Looks 80. Yeah, it's so appropriate <laughs> yeah, to no. what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you were talking. I digress. No, no, that's fine because it's <laughs> so true. But yeah, and so even when you have two balances going on, you have a balance at home, and you have a balance. You know, I, I want to spend time with the wife and the kid, and I want to do the kid stuff so before she gets tired, and then I want to drive my wife and stuff like that. And then next thing you know, it's late. It's like 10, and you're like. And your day's over, and it's like, damn it. It's like Groundhog Day. I thought I was done with Groundhog Day when I got off tour. Yeah, you know, sure. you wake up in a different city every every night. And, and all the and, cities look alike. And yeah, and then you do the same damn thing. You do the same show, the same songs, the same prep, the same shitty food, like the same right. same smelly bunk and the same smelly bunk alley and the in the bus with the dudes and just dudes and dude smell but like you know <laughs> I, we smell. we always refer to it as groundhog day but lately well not lately but you know i think it apply a groundhog day kind of applies to the daily grind um but yeah that being said it wears on you man and like oh god you just mentally you get exhausted and then it turns into physical exhaustion and people uh, don't realize just how stress can can screw you you, you go if you go through a work day and you you let's say you start a list right you start a list of things to do and you start at one and, and you always start with the hardest one and you scratch two of those things off in a day because you're doing this and this comes up and this and this and this and it's a world of fires I mean that can that can that can like bear you down and stuff like that and then you take work home and that's 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 where I get uh, that that's where I fault myself because sometimes I. I, you know, I'll be in my work office for, you know, a few hours after work uh, handling an important project, but it's got to get done. So there's no way I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? But then I miss my time with my girl. Right. And it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's just difficult. But uh, yeah, I, I, can, I can I can understand that because, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but radio influenced the company that, you know, is the home for the podcast. Uh, you know, I, I'm one of the two co-owners of the company and we're a two man operation. You know, so we we represent roughly 20 shows and, you know, whether it's recording here in the studio here in in the Tampa Bay area or a lot of our clients are out of the area and they record elsewhere and they send me the audio. So what happens is, you know, I'm working and they're like, hey, I'm going to send you the audio at noon. Cool. Hmm. I can plan the rest of my day around it. Well, noon turns into two (laughs) and then four and then it's, oh, yeah, I'm going to send it to you this evening. And it's like, okay, that's great. Uh, It goes out at 3 a.m. So now you're pulling me away from mm-hmm. my family. 
Yep. And you're disrupting the home life. And I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not bitching. I, I don't, don't take it that way at all. Yeah. Side note. I'm sorry. I was late this morning. <laughs> yeah. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, you know, so I totally understand about taking work home and, you know, as owning your own business, you, you never get a day off. I mean, that's just the no. way it is. But, you know, when you make plans and then, you know, the unexpected happens, it's work related. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Well, does work come first? Or does family come first? A, that's such a hard. And the the answer is obvious. It should be family. It should be family, but that's still you. What you're doing with the family that doesn't understand what you're you're slaying yourself over is right. providing what we have as a family. Right. So it becomes. It, it, it's, I love saying this. It just it just gets messy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like priorities have to be set. Like I, I learned this thing in in some training uh, a while while back that uh, trying to figure out. Um, time management and stuff like that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Prioritization is how you get it done, but like not to get on a work thing or whatever. Um, uh, I take it back to the people that are complaining. Right. So I, I mean, I've gotten, my life's gotten so busy that I haven't had as much time to put efforts into the site and the people that, that normally reach out to me. Um, and you know, I, 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 I try to respond to every single person that I can. Oh, I know you do. Um, and, and the, and the people that message me on Instagram and stuff like that, keep, keep it coming. I promise I will, I will do my best. Uh, we hours of the night to re- reply to you. It doesn't matter. Um, but some of those people, um, have gotten upset with me. They take it personal. Right. Like I'm like, I've abandoned them or something and I'm not pointing out anyone in particular, but it's like, you know, it just, it, that that really like that resonates real deep with me and it makes me feel horrible because you're talking about one of my number one passions in life is to be there for these people and uh and help them in any way shape or form that i can and when they're disappointed in me who fuck that sends me down a path oh, of that, like that's its whole own episode i feel it takes me i i feel like i'm in trouble like a kid trouble so it brings me back to my childhood which reminds me of my mother and 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 how badly i react to negative reinforcement i would i would like if i got like a bad grade or something like that in third fourth grade let's just say i would do everything in my ability to either not go home which it's impossible when you're in third and fourth grade. Um, or I would figure, like, I learned, man, I learned my dad's signature, okay, to a T. You could not, you could not, you could not tell between the two. I practiced that shit over and over and <laughs> over. I'm, I'm talking like around the fourth, fourth, fifth grade time to when I got in middle school and it really was clutch. Because when those, when those, well, yeah, when those, <laughs> it, yeah, I had to adapt. It was clutch. It, it was clutch, man. Because like when the, the merit came in or the whatever came in <sighs> and the bad grade came in, it needs to be signed by a parent. Boy, I was grabbing that shit before it got anywhere else. And I was like. Okay. So you and I have never talked about this. <laughs> no. You and I are so much alike. It's scary. <laughs> so I, I was always the good kid. Like I, I've joked before and I've said this before on the show, I was a type of kid you could give $50 to and say, go get in trouble. And I come back with a deck of cards and a six pack of Dr. Pepper. That's just how I, and, and it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm this way today. I mean, that's yeah. just how I am. <laughs> so growing up, you know, I always had, I was the straight A kid. I, mm-hmm. I was the hard worker. I was, you know, I straight A's all the way up until I got to high school when all hell broke loose at home, but that's neither here nor there. 
I remember in the fifth grade, I walked in with a B. Mm-hmm. And I was scared shitless. I was about to say, lucky you, man. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a normal kid. It's like straight. Literally, I had straight A's from the time I started school in kindergarten to high school. Except that one B. Oh, my God. And I, dude, I mean, I was scared to death of my father anyways. But I just knew. I knew all hell was going to break loose. Yeah. So the, the funny thing about this story is, you know, my mom was very involved in the school. My grandmother was very involved in the school, you know, PTA, always around, friends with the teacher. That's just how my, my, my mom and my grandmother were. They were very involved. Yeah. So I thought it would be slick to forge my mom's signature. <laughs> Did you have practice? Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. <laughs> of course not. So I, I'm like in, in my, you know, fifth grade head, you know, what, what is that, like 10 10 or 11, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Give or take. I'm going, okay, I got this. They're never going to know. We're fine. You know, whatever. So the teacher totally narked me out because when she saw it, she just cracked up laughing in my face. (laughs) In the middle of a class. In the middle of a class. (laughs) And I went, ah, shit. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I got to own this. So I get home and I walk in the door and my mom and my grandmother are sitting there trying to be stone faced. And they just look at me and they're, you know, they're playing 20 questions. What, what were you thinking? What's wrong with you? Yeah. And then they both just cracked up laughing. <laughs> I was like, all right, this isn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. It was stupid. I owned it. I'll never make that mistake again. But it's funny you say you practice the signature because oh, yeah. you said that that's what popped into my head was them laughing at me and the teacher laughing at me in front of the class because I thought I was being slick and it looked nothing like my mom's <laughs> like, like not you know, you know how it is when you're a kid. It's yeah. like, oh, I got this. And you know, you don't. You're you're a dope. Yeah. So high yeah. insight, as much time and practice I put into that signature, I could have applied that to my schooling and maybe not have had to go through all that. But I don't know. I th- somehow think it helped me later on in life. I don't know. It was but, a learning experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you just practice, you know, forging your boss's signature. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm to Brandon's bosses. I'm totally kidding. I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, but you know, you're right. You know, it's funny how little things can trigger memories from your childhood, you know, and but even worse when it, when, when it, it not only triggers memories, it takes me back there and that feeling like I'm in trouble as a kid and what it's the same thing, man. Like when you're, when you're going through anxiety and stuff like that and you're just thinking, what, what, what can I do to get out of how I'm feeling right now? Same thing. Mm-hmm. So it takes you back and, you know, it's like, it's like all the shit you wanted to forget. Like I wanted, like, oh, I forgot about that. That's in the past. I'm like, I think about that shit anymore. Well, when certain things in life take you directly to that moment and not just the memory of it, then I start, I just start like, it's like a vicious cycle of, of, of remembering it and then living it and living it and living it. Right. And, and then get and it out. Can't get it out. Can't get it out. Right. And then, you know, for example, when, you know, one of my issues, I, I got, I've got some trust issues. You know, I'm one of those people that when somebody does me wrong, yeah. that's it. I'm done. You're done. I'm done. You're cut off. And, you know, it, it suited me well at times and it's bitten me in the ass sometimes, you know, and it, it's, it's a tough situation because when somebody does you wrong or you're in a, a situation where it does bring back some of those memories, it's normally not just one memory. No. Like if somebody does me wrong, I think back to 
everybody in my past that's ever done me wrong. Same thing. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay, well, you screwed me over. Like this one screwed me over and this one screwed me over, but it was kind of different, but it's the same. So we'll throw that in as well. And, and you relive all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, last week we talked about anger issues and, you know, I get it mm-hmm. because it, it spurns all of those memories. Yeah. And, oh God, like it, it, just that, just the feeling alone just makes you want to like crumble. Yeah. Just, and that's where, that's when I start to shut down. And that's when I'm not giving my best for the people around me because I'm fighting, you know, my, my inner child at that point because I'm brought back to the past. Uh, and that's how I'm feeling. I'm trying to get myself out of that before I can go on to someone else and help them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just makes it really difficult. And, you know, there's certain things like this oh, that just make me so mad. And there's people out there like, like for instance, the certain um, person that I wrote a blog about called uh, What Lies Within, like that person uh, is a monster. And that person can be, it's like, will do anything in the world for you, love you and all this kind of stuff. And then totally flip the script. And it kind of reminds me of my mom, to be honest. Yeah, because, you know, she would, she, she, do everything and anything for anybody at any given time and just sacrifice all kinds of stuff for you and then go and make you feel like shit for it or nothing's ever good enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I felt with my dad um, in the grades and all that kind of stuff because nothing, like in fifth grade, I, I, I wanted, I was really into baseball, um, particularly the the Braves at the time and always my Dodgers. Well, I would say you and I are about the same age. My routine was come home from school. Yeah do my homework while watching, you know, WGN and the Cubs uh-huh. and then finish up my homework while watching WTP, you know, TBS on cable and watch the Braves. Yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there. TBS, yeah. So I, 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 all that, but I didn't do the homework. So. Hence <laughs> <laughs> forging your mom's signature. Yeah. No dads, dads, always dads. My mom, always dads. <laughs> but um, no. Um, so in fifth grade, you know, the, they gave me an ultimate and they're like, look, you know, if you get good grades this year, I I wanted a uh, a DiMaggio sign ball. That's mm-hmm. all I wanted in one of those in one of those containers that had the little gold glove that holds it. See it on QVC on rotation. I'm just like, God damn it, I want that ball. <laughs> and um, I'm like, Joe DiMaggio, come on. And they're like, we'll we'll buy it for you. It was like at the time, I think it was like 450 bucks, maybe something like that. Um, and we'll buy it for you if you get you know um, A's and B's for the entire year. Sure as shit positive reinforcement, what happens? I was at AB honor roll the entire fifth grade year. I never got any positive incentive after that, and I was a fuck-up for the rest of my school. <laughs> I was like, well, if you're not going to give me cool things, I'm going to go find cool things, which ended up being, you know, stuff I probably wasn't supposed to get into. But, stuff that wasn't as cool as you thought it was. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so, you know, it just just thinking about stuff like that and, and you know, uh, just maneuvering through life and dealing with the things that make me feel like I'm in trouble and, and you know, those people, like, don't understand when, when they make it abundantly clear that I'm not there for them when they need them. Like, that hurts me. Like, I mean, to the, like, that, that kills my soul because it's such a huge passion of mine to be there. Because one side, I'll get someone that'll be like, thank you so much for creating this for us. This is literally taking me out of, taking me out of so many bad places in my life. And then we'll be like, where the, what the fuck, man? Like, where have you been? You know, right. I, this, this is, I, I, my life is, is, is now just 
a mess again. They 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 become dependent on you. It, yeah, and I, and you in, know, in the, a way, in a way, and it's not it's that's not healthy, and and none of them know what I do on a daily basis, right. and you know what the family like is like if they don't have one or they do have one. Um, and it's almost like you're the shrink. Yeah, and that's not what I want to be. Right, I'm their platform. You know, right. but I end up, you know, getting in deep conversations with these people because I give a shit about right. these people and they're not used to people giving a shit about them. And I do. So for anybody that's felt that way or felt abandoned or felt like I wasn't trying to pay attention to them or listen to them or I'm late posting one of your blogs, um, I'm the only one doing that, guys. <laughs> and I, I do have a family. I have a full time job. Uh, and I'm trying to get that stuff there and, you know, I, I work on it at night and stuff like that. And sometimes I do get behind, um, but it doesn't pain in my bills, you know, like, so it's, it's, it's as much as it, uh, as much as it is a top priority for me. Um, I need, I, you know, I have to focus on family and stuff like that first. Boundaries. Yeah. And, and, and I get to it when I can at night and whatnot, but, um, it's still, you know, I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to be there for it. I posted a couple last night late. Um, one called Encore, and then uh, there was another one that was pretty good too, um, by Sam I am. But um, you know, I put them up there. I I, I have two or three uh, that I haven't posted of mine yet that I haven't even finished, which is awful for me because once I get in that zone, I need to finish because when I get out of it, I'm not in the same place artistically right. to finish it out. So that the, they end up being dead sometimes, and I don't want to post them. But anyway, I digress as well. I just wanted to t- kind of explain all that to to anybody that was uh, listening or has sent me stuff. But, you know, I apologize uh, for the uh, delayed responses and whatnot. Well, I was going to say, and, and you and I are are enough alike where, you know, when somebody does that to you, you internalize it. Yeah. So, you know, their issues now become your issues. And, you know, I, I'm the worst when it comes to that because I internalize everything. Mm-hmm. Me too. Everything. And, you know, my biggest fear is letting people down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll screw myself in a heartbeat, Yep. but I, I can't let people down. Same thing. Man. And, and you know, I had a situation like that with, you know, something in my world this week. And it's like, you know, sometimes when you don't put your best foot forward, it comes back to bite you in the ass. All you can do is own it Yeah. and say, Hey, we'll do better. Yeah. And you know, I, I totally get it. Now that said, I internalized it. I've had, uh, I don't know, four or five straight nights of about 90 minutes to two hours worth of sleep a night because all I'm doing is thinking about it. Yeah. And, and, and that's just how I roll. That's, that's how I do. No, so. uh, same thing. I, I mean, sleep this week has been pretty rocky. Right. You know, I'm up, uh, you know, a few times a night falling asleep on the couch and accident, which leads to shitty sleep. And although it is fun because I got my dog like all up on me nice. and we're snuggling like, crazy but <laughs> I, say, I saw the picture you posted yeah nonetheless it's not the best sleep on the couch it's not healthy yeah so you know it's just but i get i get i'm just i get to a point um i feel like you know i, I totally skew 55 old white dude whatever uh even though i'm 37 I, I, i'm just an old man at home. oh yeah no my my wife and i joke because you know our, our big friday and saturday nights are pajamas and live pd we're we're that couple yeah you know our our friends like hey we're going out hey we're doing this hey we're staying home in our pajamas and watching live pd same dude (laughs) same it's friday night and we're watching like 90 day fiance i don't know if you watch that i don't i've heard about it but i've never seen it it is so entertaining (laughs) these people are nuts and like all we do is watch we, we binge watch that on the couch and 
just you, I mean, I'm so content hanging out with my daughter, my dogs, not my cats. They can go to hell. And, um, <laughs> and my wife, that's, dude, that's my Friday night, man. That's yeah. my jam. I've, I've, I've lived that life a long time ago, man. That's yeah. Done. It, 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 it's a case of we can just be. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody screwing with us. Mm-mm. You know, we, we put the phones on silent. You know, it's just decompression. Yeah. And, you know, it's an escape from those destructive people in our lives that know how to push those buttons, that know how to trigger you. Yeah. You know, and and some of those people are good. Some of those people are bad. Some of them don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah, no. You know, some of them are are passive aggressive. Some of them are straight, blunt, in your face and whatever. And, you know, I've been accused of that because I'm one of those people that I'm as straight up, honest, blunt, you know, mm. I'll, t- I'll tell you the way it is. If you don't like it, you know, that's fine, but I've always got your best interest at heart. Yeah, absolutely. I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, I, I would rather have somebody be straight up and say something that might hurt my feelings than have somebody sugarcoat and bullshit me. Yeah. I'm the same way. You know, and, and transparency is a good thing. Yeah. You know, and, and I had a friend that, um, I mean, a lifelong friend, I, I'm talking like a 30 plus year friendship that I, I, I had to, to stop to because it was just constant oh what was me oh what was me help me out do what i can't but he never did anything to help himself right and he had enablers around him enablers and you know it it sucks because this guy was family i mean mm-hmm. his parents were like second parents to me and unfortunately when i ended that toxic relationship the parents went too and i knew that was going to happen mm-hmm. i mean at the end of the day you know he's blood i i get it yeah but, you know, this was six or seven years ago. It still bothers the hell out of me. Yeah. But it was one of those things where it was like, hey, I need a favor. Can you do this for me? The next day, hey, I need a favor. Can you do this for me? Hey, I, I'm, in, I'm in some serious money problems. Can I borrow some money from you? And I never lend people money. But this one, I was like, you know what? Your family, get it back to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll get it back to you when I can. <laughs> dead silence right now because I'm thinking about the same situation. This was this was this was 11 years ago. I'm I'm still waiting. Still waiting. You know, and and, and finally, when he can, when he can. yeah, you know, and it's like you know, this guy had the opportunity to, he found money to do this and to do that and to do that and do the other, and it's like, hello, seeing like, him living the life on Facebook and blah, 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 blah. oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> and you know, we'd go out, I'd pay. It was just what it was just a very bad situation and. It, you know, and I'd ask him about it, and he'd turn it around on me, making uh, me the bad guy. Yeah, I know that. Because he knew what buttons to push with me. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I yep. said, you know, I, I've tried to be your boy. I've tried to be your brother. I've tried to be there for you. But at some point, you've got to take responsibility for yourself. And everybody around you is enabling you, including me, and I'm, do- I'm done. Yep. And it was one of the hardest conversations I've ever had in my life, but it had to be done for my own sanity. Yep. You know, and, you know, everybody reaches that point to where it's like, okay, you're either positive in my world. I, it, it, it's a bad, bad cliche. I don't want to say you're either with me or against me, but mm-hmm. you're either with me or against me. Yeah, no, I, I get it. You know, and, and you've got to recognize when people are taking advantage of you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were talking before we started recording that, you know, there are some people in your world that know how to push your buttons. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, to the point to where it just drives you insane. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's for the greater good. And sometimes they, those people have their own agendas, Mm -hmm. 
But, you know, whether it's, you know, personally or professionally or, you know, whatever, you've got to know where to draw those boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm talking like to, <laughs> to know, to know, like to know repair, you know, just like there's no going back for some, you know, it's just so toxic that, that you get, I mean, the frustration levels are so high. The, the anger and the sadness and then this stuff is too much to bear that you have to cut that person off completely mm -hmm. and, and make like, I mean, just make peace with it, man. And, and I've done that with a few different people and, and, and they know that. And it's been years and years and years since, you know, we've spoken, but it got so bad when you're, when you're, when, when someone is, is, is purposefully trying to ruin you, um, and you know it and you hear about it and <laughs> you see it and you feel it and, you know, other people start to like kind of believe it, but then get confused about it. And you find yourself in a, in a crystals parking lot, beating the shit out of your steering wheel <laughs> in the middle of the night after a road trip, um, and, and trying to rip it off basically, uh, yeah, it's time to, it's time to, it's time to fix that and not feel that way. And it's a hard thing to do, but sometimes it's the best thing to do. And honestly, since that, since that time, if I can reflect on it, like that was a bad time, but you know, I've had much, much, much more happier times since that break. You know what I mean? Like since I've, it's like, you, you know, go, you go talk to a counselor, you kind of explain those things and they talk about boundaries, but then they talk about like toxicity, like, okay, this is, this is a cancer in your life and it's only going to get bigger. And guess what? You're going to, you're going to reflect it. And you don't want to be that person. You don't want to reflect that shit. So you're going to have to get the garbage out of, you know, out of your life. It's not doing you any good. So just don't do it anymore. Don't, right. don't go down the road. Because once you start going down the road, then you try and you try and you try to do things and something happens. And then you find yourself in the exact same place that you were before. Um, and then you're beating your damn you know, steering wheel again. And I don't want to beat my steering wheel because I like my steering wheel and I like my truck. You and your steering wheel are down. Yeah. Well, I spend time with it every day. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. You know, I, I was in a situation professionally where, you know, I had a boss that was a total alpha male. And, you know, he and I had a difference in philosophy on pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. He was first in command. I was second in command. Okay, cool. That's fine. But, you know, going back to the whole being honest and being straightforward, he would throw something out there and I'd question it. And it wasn't that I was questioning him. Mm -hmm. It was more questioning, okay, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. Because I knew other people would come to me and say, why are we doing this? Yeah. How am I supposed to answer that if you don't fill me in? And it turned into a, a, a real toxic situation where, and I should have gotten out of it before, you know, we were all let go, but that's, I, I felt like I was giving up on the crew. I couldn't, if the ship was going to go down, I was going to go down with it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a leader like that. That's just how I've always been. Yeah. I'm a protector. I tried to protect my crew. Yeah. And you know, it literally for the last year I was in that situation, you know, everything that went great was, was my boss's idea. And you know, everything that went wrong was Jerry's idea and yeah. Jerry doesn't know what he's doing. And it's like, that's not true. Right. You know, I, I had a, you know, upper management guy come to me and go, so you weren't responsible for hiring this person? And I looked and went, no, <laughs> I have nothing to do with it. I was told, Hey, I'm hiring this person. Make it work. It's mm -hmm. like, you had nothing to do with it. I'm like, 
why would you think I did? Well, that's what so-and-so said. Uh, oh, okay. Here we go. So we were playing these kind of political games. Yeah. And, you know, it, it ended up burying me because the guy was in upper management. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you cross that line, you, you don't come back. Right. And, you know, it, it sucks because they're, you know, in my situation, you know, a lot of misinformation out there mm-hmm. that isn't true. Right. And you have to maneuver through it. Right. And, and, you know, I'm not one, I don't, I've never been one to play office politics because that goes right into what we're talking about too, mm-hmm. you know, with, you know, the whole stressful, you know, side of things and the whole, you know, people that know how to push your buttons, you know, I, I let this guy move into my head. Yeah. And, you know, he lived there rent free for a long time. <laughs> and, rent you know, free. yeah. And, you know, I, again, I internalize everything and this guy knew it. Mm-hmm. So he knew he knew how to manipulate. Yep. So I, I totally get it. Yep. I, I totally get it. I'm lucky. I'm lucky to work with great people. <laughs> so that's fun. But yeah, no, I've I like I've been there, man. And, it, and when it's your own family members that are making you feel like that, oh, that's even worse. I mean, you're you're. I'm talking blood, and and you're and you're feeling that way about about them, and it's just relentless, vicious cycle of toxicity. Like I said, and just uh, just such an unhealthy dynamic that you have to take yourself out of a family. You know, it's just crazy. And that we can save all that bullshit for another episode. Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're not wrong. I mean, um, I'm a guy, I haven't seen my father in almost 14 years. Mm -hmm. You know, my, my wife and I got married March will be four years ago. And my biggest fear was he was going to find out where the wedding was and was going to show up. Huh? You know, luckily I had some friends in high places that kind of cracked their knuckles and looked at me and went, oh, don't worry. You won't have any problems. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yep. But, you know, the last time I saw the guy, you know, he tried to pick a bar fight with me. Yeah. And it's like, dude, what are you doing? That's crazy, man. You know, so, so I, I, I understand, yep. you know, in one breath, he's trying to pick a fight with me. But in the other, he's literally going, that guy over there, that's my son. Look at him. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I can relate so well. Th- this is the guy that looked at me and went, you're not my son anymore. Yeah. And then a few months later, see that guy over there? I'm so proud of him. It's like, a, come on. Boy. Yep. It, it, it's a total mind fuck. Yeah. So yep. I, I, I feel you. Yep. Yep. You know, when it's, when it's family, it's a different dynamic. And, totally. you know, it takes a lot to get to the points where you have to cut him off. But, you know, the best thing I ever did was walk away from that situation. Yeah. And, you know, totally it, relate. it was hard. It was hard, man. But, you know, at, at what point do you, do you come to the, the realization of, okay, it's either him or me? Yeah. It's tough, man. It's, it's super, well, it, yeah, it's super, it, there's no other way to put it. It's super tough, but it's, it's somehow easy at the same time too, because you get to a breaking point of, I just cannot do this anymore. Yeah. It's like being in a battered relationship, right? That's a great analogy. At some point, that woman is going to hit a point in time where it's like, okay, enough is enough. Because the more and more you give in, the more and more you let things happen, the worse and worse they get. The more excuses you make, the worse it gets. You know, The more you cling on to the good things that happen, they start to get smaller and smaller and smaller and, and, hop, and happen less often, and the bad stuff happens more often. Um it's, it's, it's again, that vicious cycle and it, you know, that, that person's mindset that's going to ever lay a hand on a woman that I don't think anybody that has the capability of doing that will ever change. Right. Um, I, I don't, I don't say it's the, that with a hundred percent, you know, 
uh, confidence because everybody, I think, has the ability to change if they want. Well, and every situation is different. Not that I'm condoning because I'm sure as hell not. I'm just no saying. No way. No way. You know, I, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, but it takes, it takes, it takes uh, a lot of sacrifice, self-sacrifice to get oneself out of a situation like that. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's easier said than done. Like, Oh, like, you know, Tommy John or whoever, Bob, Bill, you know, is hitting his wife or whatever. And you're close friends with wife and, or, or acquaintances. And she finally breaks free and they're like, well, damn about time, you know, whatever. Like, no, it's, it's really, 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 really hard. Um, especially if it's a family member, you know, you, you, you don't get to pick those, you know, yeah, the people that say, Oh, well, it's about time. Yeah. That just pisses me off. It's the same with what we talked about last week. Exactly. Man. Exactly. You know, it's, it's difficult, you know, and you, you, you brought up the battered women syndrome scenario and, you know, I, I've known someone, you know, my entire life who was in a hellacious marriage, you know, was getting smacked around all the time. Only a handful of people knew, but nobody did anything about it. You know, <clears throat> they divorced, God, I guess almost 20 years ago now, but ever since she's been afraid of her own shadow. Oh, you know, she's, you know, afraid to make friends. She doesn't have the, the, the social skills to make friends, you know, uh, it, it's just a bad situation and, yeah. and it's heartbreaking because this person is so much better than that. Right. And it was just instilled in her and literally beaten into her Yeah, that she wasn't capable of making a decision. She wasn't, you know, capable of having a life, you know, when they were married, she'd go out and have, you know, have dinner and drinks or something with, with some friends. And the guy would just stop it and say, you can't do this anymore. That controlling shit. Yeah. And it's controlling. It's manipulating. It, it's a, it's a power trip. Yeah. It's Contro- all about the power. Control is an illusion. Y'all. It doesn't exist. Yeah. You know, but it took so much for this person to break away from it. Yeah. And you know, I'm proud of her for doing it. I mean, she's succeeded. She's strived. You know, she's doing good now, except for the social aspect of things. It's tough, man. And and this person is literally afraid of her own shadow. And it kills me. But it's nothing that anybody can fix for. You know, she's got to step out of her comfort zone. Mm -hmm. She's got to break that cycle of this is all I know. Right. And that's that's when the professional help comes in and can do, like, cannot stress that enough. Like, get out of that get out of that funk, get out of that place that is unhealthy and doing things, you know, to try to fix it yourself. Cause you can't like go talk to someone that can help you get out of that hole. Cause I'm telling you, like I've been in that hole and I'm out of that hole and I couldn't have done it by myself. Yeah. No so, doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So, all right. I think we're going to wrap it with this. Uh, you know, we got kind of heavy there for a while, um, which is, well, it's what we do yep. here on, on the A Place for My Head podcast. Um, you know, I, again, I want to stress we're, we're not professionals. We're not, you know, medical professionals. We're just a couple of guys. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the best way to put it. We're just a couple of guys that are looking to start the conversation and, you know, I, I had a friend of mine say, you know, I, I really respect what you guys are doing because you're not afraid to talk about things. Hell no. And, you know, I, I appreciate that, but we're not doing anything revolutionary here. No. We're just starting a conversation. Yeah, we're just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, I feel like it's the one and only uh, pure things that we can do, you know. 
um, that uh, it's somewhat somewhat pri- priceless because you know I'm telling my story, but someone that li- that's listening to this stuff, I, I could you know at the same time be telling their exact story, just mm-hmm. like you and I relate to everything we talk about. I'm like, oh yeah, oh you're like that shit. Me too. Like yeah. it's that me too moment, and 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 you know it, it, the more and more people start to realize that people you know people out, out there are just just like you or have the same issues as you or can relate to the, the stuff that you're going through or went through, um, the more and more you, that person can feel like they're not, you know, not a normal person. You're not living on an island. Right. Exactly. You know? And I mean, at, like, I can't stress enough. Everybody has these, these problems and mentals, the mental stuff and the family problems and work problems and whatever. I mean, anybody that watched, I'm, I have, I'm, I'm forced to watch this. I'm, I want everybody to know I am forced to watch The Bachelor, okay? I do not watch it on purpose. I do not look forward to it. Could you could you could you hand that to me? No, no my no, wife could, already. Could ha- you hand it? No, my wife already has it. Okay, time out my nuts. I, I was going to say your man card, but okay, <laughs> okay, she has all of that. <laughs> say, so, I'm sure it's in a nice little velvet box next to the bed. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, have some, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't even know where they are, but um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Um, but you know, just going back to that, like, uh, not to, uh, I know we we're about to wrap up, but it just reminded me of this. Uh, no, good, good, roll with it. Aaron Rodgers, his brother was on that show. Right. And they talked about, not really in depth, but they spent a lot of time trying to expose it. He doesn't talk to, Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk to his family. Yeah. In, in the same way, in the same fashion that I don't talk to mine. So it's like, even even the biggest heroes in Green Bay, and you know, uh, like, is, is, has, has shut the door on people in his, in his life. And it's out in the public, and people know about it. And he still kicks ass as a professional. Now, I'm not saying he's right and the other people are wrong because there's two sides to, to every coin, yeah, right? There's three. Yeah. Three Precisely. sides to every story. Yeah. His, hers, the truth. Exactly. So, you know, I'm just using it as, a, as an example. And his brother being on the episode didn't really talk about it too much, but would always express, like, the, you know, you know, he doesn't, he just doesn't, you know, something occurred or whatever and they don't talk anymore. But that example alone just goes to show you, like, these people are human beings just like you and I, and we're going through this crazy shit together. And the more and more we get together and talk about this stuff, the easier it's going to get. And the healing process begins. Exactly. Because I can tell one person that's in a specific hole that I was in what I did to get out of it and let him know, let him or her know that it's going to be okay. And I do that all the time with the people that contact me. And, um, you know, I feel like it's helping and man, I wish we could turn this into like, phone calls and stuff like, but whatever. <laughs> well, I, you know, you, you say that and, you know, at, at some point you and I have talked about it and I want to do an episode on, on what I've been through as far as, uh, you know, the, the health side and, and, and the chronic illness stuff that I've got going on. But, you know, in, in 2007, I almost died from MRSA. And, you know, when I was going through all of it, you know, and I've talked about, I've referenced this before on the show, you know, that, you know, I was on the air at the time and all of a sudden P-Tuck wasn't on the air for three months. What the hell's going on? And, you know, in radio terms, three months is like a lifetime. Oh, God, yeah. You know, and since then, I've had probably two dozen people touch base with me and say, okay, so it, it wasn't MRSA, but it was something similar and... I saw what you went through and I saw how open you were about it. I need somebody to talk to. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And those people have become friends. And a lot of them I've never even met in person. Yeah. 
you know, and it's it's all about the healing process. And mm-hmm. if we can open that communication and start that healing process, even if it's one person that, yes. that's affected by what we're doing with this podcast, it's worth it. Yep. hundred percent. Flat 100%. out. So, all right, guys, we appreciate the time. We appreciate the fact that you guys took the time to listen to us knuckleheads talk about this for a while. Um, you can find Brandon on all of social media at, at Brandon Promo. Uh, B-R-A-N-D-O-N-P-R-O-M-O. Me, you can find me everywhere at Jerry P-Tuck, J-E-R-R-Y-P-E-T-U-C-K. Again, if you're in a bad place, you know, Suicide Hotline is always there for you. It's 800-273-8255. This is our last episode before Thanksgiving. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners obviously are here in the States, but some of them aren't. But if you are here, uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, We'll be back next week. And until then, guys, don't forget to hashtag get it out. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. Everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.